I shared a post on Instagram the other day, all about diligence from Proverbs 13, four. And it says the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. And I thought it was worth talking about today because we've come from a culture who has glorified hustle. And in turn, we have found women, business women, wives, mamas, um, women who are working and volunteering in the church, we have found that you have become, we have all become burnt out, overwhelmed, exhausted under the guise of what we thought was hustle, under what made us feel busy, accomplished, and fulfilled. And today we are going to talk about finding those things in a completely different way through diligence, through setting goals, through having rhythms, but not through hustle. If you're ready to dive in, let's do it, girl. As you've planned your business, your mama life, your kids' schedules, your sports, your volunteer, your Bible studies, and all the things, have you seen the white space in your calendar and felt unaccomplished if you didn't fill it with all the things? Well, that can be the story of so many because for so long, we watched women work, accomplish goals, put in the hustle, spend late nights up and early mornings. And we felt like if we weren't enough, if we weren't doing those exact same things. And so we began to fill our schedules. We began to fill in the white spaces with different activities and different tasks so that we could feel good about who we were. As long as we had things to check off our list, we felt like we were making impactful work. Well, well, part of that is true. And I do agree that putting really good, rich, wholesome things into your schedule is profitable. I don't believe in overdoing it. I don't believe in cramming so much into your day that by the end of it, you are completely exhausted, wipe out, and you have nothing else to give. So (laughs) I think that there's the term balance that we crave, we try to use, but yet balance really isn't a thing. Balance is this fake alternative lifestyle that we wish we could have, but understanding that there is no such thing because there isn't the ability to reach that place. I mean, We've all try, we all want it, we all talk about it, but we never seem to get there. And because of that, we end up lacking and feel like we're missing this most important thing. I think what we should focus on instead is rhythms. And here's why. Rhythms create a framework for your day. They don't force you into hustle mode or into unrealistic expectations. Often what they do overall is help establish a sense of structure and consistency in your life. And this leads to things like increased productivity, reduced stress, improved sleep, better physical health, and increased creativity. And don't we all want that, especially as we're running our businesses? So I found that creating rhythms in my life, being a mom who stays home, who teaches homeschool, who runs my kids to activities and also wants to build a God-honoring, profitable, thriving business that if I don't separate my times from the other, they'll blend into each other throughout the day. And that's where the resentment starts to build. When you don't have these rhythms clearly mapped out, not just for what you expect, but for what you expect from those within your home, then you create chaos and confusion 
confusion. The times where you're working blends into the times where you're trying to teach your children, and then you end up getting overwhelmed, overstimulated, and completely frustrated and feeling like you can't accomplish a single thing. So when everybody has these rhythms in your house, when you know when your kids need to wake up, when you know when breakfast needs to happen, when you know when school needs to start, when you know when you have this dedicated time set aside for your business, when you know that you've planned this certain amount of time in the, in the afternoon that you can take a walk or exercise or get your body moving, when you have clearly established daily routines of spending time with the Lord, putting your faith first and clocking in with your creator, you don't feel off kilter. You don't feel overwhelmed. You don't feel like something's missing and the frustration that can tend to paralyze you in all that you have to accomplish isn't present in your day because you've set it up for at least somewhat organized success, right? So ask yourself this, what would your ideal day look like? What would clear rhythms and habits and patterns in your life be? Who would need to do what in your home in order to make that happen? How can you collaborate together? I want you, the first thoughts that come to mind, to write these things down because these are going to be what makes the difference. And then it's going to be up to you to start the conversations. Maybe you need to go to your spouse and talk to them about what would really help you to make this function right. Maybe you can align it with the Lord and, and speak to him and pray about it and ask him to give you even clearer vision for your day. Figure out the ways you can bend, the different tasks you might have to delegate to others in order to make it work. But also ask yourself, how will you feel stepping into this kind of a day? How will you feel knowing that God is the source of your strength in the morning as you start your day with him? How will you feel knowing that you're able to give your children the attention that they need so they can feel loved, cared for, nurtured, and and you know well thought of versus feeling like an annoyance and a pestering to you when you've got things to do? How would it feel to know that you have delegated time set aside for your business where you can pretty much do that work uninterrupted and everyone else has clarity on where they're supposed to be during those times so you can accomplish these tasks? I mean, think about it. Your day can work and, and weave within the ebbs and flows and obviously be flexible and yield to the Lord's will. But the rhythms establish clarity and understanding. There's no question. The kids know where they're supposed to be. You know where you're supposed to be. And everyone is well nurtured and taken care of. Yes, it will take some time. And yes, it almost seems like a fairy tale. Nothing will ever go perfectly for you. But walking in that peace is something that you can have and it can happen. As busy as your day is, as many things as you have to do, you might have a realization as you're establishing these rhythms that you might need to take something off your plate or that in this season, you may not be able to, but working around it and establishing clarity is at least going to give you vision for what the future brings. So work on clarity today, work on rhythms because these are one of the most important pieces to your puzzle. I think what we need to be clear on today is not over idolizing rest, but also not demonizing hustle. Now, there's a difference. There's goal setting, working diligently, working hard versus living in a constant state of hustle and getting burnout and overwhelmed. And there's a you know, far stretching reach for rest that makes you lazy a sluggard, someone who puts off the calling on your life because you're too um, focused on just, you know, pushing the heart away and sitting in that peace today. You can have a middle ground where rest is finding complete wholeness, fulfillment, satisfaction in Christ, and 
where you can find hard work and diligence and the rewards that come from those things without being stuck on this hamster wheel. Now, there's some people who like the hamster wheel because maybe they're trying to escape something in their life. Maybe, you know, how does this ever even been you where you've had some really hard things going on either in your marriage or your relationships or with your kiddos or fill in the blank but you've kept yourself busy on the bus of business because that's where you feel fulfilled. It's so easy to stay working all the time. It's so easy to get lost in your craft and in your passion because that makes you feel good. It fills you up. It makes you feel like you can actually have control and accomplish certain things versus your life that could be so chaotic at that moment that it's an easy escape to just stay lost in the hustle. I want to warn you of that because a lot of people retreat either to social media to their work, to a sport, to a hobby, and they neglect dealing with the root cause of what's causing them and driving them into those things. You want to know that you're working hard because God's put this kingdom-minded vision in you, that these beautiful dreams that are in your heart are just a piece and an overflow of the spiritual gifts and the stewardship of this task that you've been given. You want to know that your home is in order first, that your marriage is at least healthy. It might not be perfect. No one's ever is, but that you've got clear communication and and things like that. And you don't want to be running away from the job of motherhood and the blessing of raising babes up and creating kingdom warriors for the king. So How can we avoid this? If you found yourself on that hamster wheel because of an escape, then you don't need, (laughs) you know, you need a whole new life at this point. You need to really focus and get to the root cause and spend some time with Jesus. He is the solution and answer to those things. Sister, he can heal your heart. Start with the root cause first. You can always cut out the cancer, um, like I heard a doctor say, but if you don't get to the root cause, the sickness is still there. It's going to come back. So we need to get to the root of our hearts. We need to know what's driving us into these places. If you've been driven into laziness, have you just gotten to a place where things are just too hard and you're mentally shutting down? I've been at that place because after a while of carrying the stress of certain things going on in my home, my body was done. In fact, it was telling me it couldn't handle a single thing. I hadn't dealt with the stress. I hadn't dealt with being the one that was cushioning the blows for everybody else within my home that was walking through hard times. And because of that, um, it built up our physically in our bodies. It will make us feel like we can't do a single thing. And so I got sick for a really long time. I wanted to be busy. I wanted to be doing what God was calling me to, but I physically couldn't. And there's something that we have to address. I mean, getting to the root cause of that, I needed to work this out with the Lord. I needed to take supplements to fuel my body, to fill in the gaps, you know, physically. God doesn't leave us in a place where we shouldn't be caring for those things. Like if your body is lacking a nutrient and that those things or, you know, movement or whatever can fuel you and bring you back and restore your health, then he doesn't want you to neglect that. Go take those supplements, go fuel your body, go exercise, go get those endorphins flowing, sit out in the sunshine, do what you have to do. But if you find yourself once you've you know done those things, just sitting there not being willing to work and do anything else, then recognize that that's not healthy. It's not spiritually where God wants you to be. He talks about going to the ant you sluggard and those who don't work are left in lack. Now remember the Proverbs 31, she laughed without fear of the future because she was prepared. She worked diligently. She didn't get strung out. I think when you're looking at Proverbs 31, it can make you feel strung out just thinking about everything that she did, let alone doing it yourself, right? But 
recognize this, and this is a spotlight I want to shine on this scripture that can maybe debunk feeling like you need to be and do all the things. Miss Proverbs 31, she wasn't everything to everybody every second of her day of her life. That was a spotlight. That was God spotlighting her stewardship, her hard work, the way she honored her husbands, the way she cared for her children, the way she cared for others and provided for her maidservants, the way she worked with her hands, multiplied her gifts and made a profit where she could buy, look at a field and buy it, right? She was being spotlighted for a lifetime of good things. Not an everyday hustle culture, run the rat race till you're dry and you have nothing left to give. And that's where we get lost, looking at that, feeling like we're never going to measure up. Sister, there will be a day where you will have a spotlight. God will shine his light upon your life, and you will see a collection of all the beautiful things. And if you looked at it through that lens, it would nearly seem impossible. But God sees all the good. He sees the beautiful pieces. He sees the blood of Jesus covering your sins, and he's shining his light on you. And if you could only see the beautiful spotlight he sees, you would embrace it. You would work to honor him. You would not get lost in the hamster wheel because you would have your treasures and your eyes set on the most important things. So let's get back to that today. Let's remember that there is a blessing in diligence. It leads to riches because the fruit of your labor is your reward and God is the provider for his people. We shouldn't work to receive that. But God tells us to run the race as though we're going to win the prize. There's something to be expected at the end of this journey. So when you have a healthy relationship with your family, with your calling as a Titus II woman in your home, and when you also steward well the blessings and gifts that he's given you to have a beautiful, thriving business, then you understand that you don't have to get lost in hustle. You don't have to escape your life. You can embrace your gifts and calling and step into a peace-centered, centered, purposeful partnership with him. And that's all we all want anyways, isn't it? Listen, goals wouldn't get accomplished. The races wouldn't get won. Souls wouldn't be led to Jesus. Sales wouldn't be made in our business. Kids wouldn't grow up to knowing him if we didn't work hard. If there weren't the difficult conversations, the challenges, the obstacles, and the early mornings and late nights. It's as simple as that, sister. We need to be willing and flexible to work within the realm of what God's given us to accomplish things. That means that we might have to be up when it's dark, to wake up to have time with him before our kids, to stay up a little later at night to answer that customer's question or deal with that you know, technical thing on your website or your course or whatever that is. It means that you might be spending certain days running around and running errands or taking kids places all day. It means that when your kids come home from a hard day or have a fight with a friend or deal with a difficult circumstance, you stop the work that you're doing and tend to them. It doesn't mean that you become strung out, that you overfill your day, that you retreat because there's too much to do. It means you face the challenges with grit and grace and strength that passes your understanding because you got it straight from him, from the Lord Jesus Christ. See, it's tiring being a wife and mama. And it's tiring being an entrepreneur and holding yourself accountable to things that, you know, many people don't have to do. 
But God called you to this, which means he will equip you for the challenge. When you look in the scriptures in the Bible at the men and women who have ran their race, who have, you know, built the wall around Jerusalem like Nehemiah or went before the king and saved her people like Esther or Deborah, who had to be that judge. And all of these people who were just called to nearly impossible things, they got the work done because of leadership and determination, but not before submitting it all and having their heart right with the king. So today I want to encourage you as we close this episode to get your heart right with the Lord because hard work comes with sacrifice. Big goals don't happen without the diligence. These things are necessary in this life where you're going to be stretched outside of your comfort zone, where you're going to be challenged, where you're going to have spiritual warfare and you need to arm yourself with God's armor and pray that over yourself and your family every day. There are things that you need to, you know, deal with, face, accept, and embrace with the calling of the Holy Spirit. He will give you what you need in those moments. His word is rich and full of promises that tell you that he will. Girl, if there's something in your path today that seems nearly impossible, lay it at his feet. Surrender it to him. Work in the rhythms that you can create within your home and have a heart of trust, faith, and full surrender. That's what you're going to need to take you through. Thank you for joining us here today, sister. It's not lost on me that you spent these few minutes of your time to chat about these things. If this podcast blessed you, can you please leave a review in the comments? Your words do so much to further God's kingdom work. And this is how this podcast gets spread for other Christian sisters. I am so excited to have spent this time together and I look forward to seeing you at our next episode.